Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something about the Talk Time Point podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Good afternoon and um, welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. Um, joining me today is Gabrielle. Hi Gabrielle, how are you? Hello, good afternoon. How are you? Very well, thank you very much. Um, so one thing is definite, we're going to stop naming the podcast episodes after results because um, the, the Leighton Orient one was named It's Always a Draw and the Salford one is, is going to be nil-nil. So both of those predictions were absolutely wide of the mark. So we're going to stop doing that with immediate yeah. effect. Um, firstly, um, how did you enjoy Leighton Orient? I know, I know you did the, the blog for Gandemonium, a little shout out for you there. Um, but how did you well, enjoy the Leighton Orient experience? That was quite a start there. They, they hammered us basically in the first 30, 35 minutes. They had over 10 chances. I read that I missed one in the first minute because I wasn't <laughs> in the stands just yet. Yeah. And, uh, they really looked like a first-place team. They yeah, had they, they, combinations that they outpaced us. They had good shots from outside the area that where one house uh, had a great intervention, one hit the bar. Very good team. They looked like a very good team. But we... we at a certain point, after we survived these uh, first 30 minutes, 
we equilibrated the game. We were there. We looked all to me all the second half. We looked like we are able to to make uh, a comeback to get at least yeah. a drop from it. Well, that's the thing is, uh, following Sutton, you kind of still expect them to score, even even really late on. You still expect you're like, well, hang on a minute. There's going to be at least another chance. Um, as, as we saw yesterday as well. Um, <laughs> but onto the Sal- Salford match. Um, what were your thoughts when we saw the lineup? Because um, I, I got 10 out of 11 because I didn't know about Jack being injured. Um, what, what were your thoughts ahead of the match? I was uh, expecting to see the new keeper, which we saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I was expecting to see Kendall in at that game. And I was looking forward to see, but he's got. Yeah, was a bit disappointed on that, must say. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably see more of him in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> After Rayton, I wouldn't be so sure. He didn't impress me at all. I, I don't know. Of course, the coach knows them from practice, and he he will make his choices. I would see rather Josh Neville play as a second striker than Udervine, who who played well yesterday, to to be in the first 11 rather than him at the moment. He didn't impress me at all. He had two, two, three good balls uh, close to the area of uh, Orient and didn't do anything with them, basically. He he seemed fearful. Okay, fair fair enough. Um, I just, I I think he's going to be a like for like, but we'll we'll come on to that and and why in a minute. But the first half, I thought Andy's prediction of being nil-nil always against Salford um, was looking spot on uh, because I think both teams were huffing and puffing and yeah. not really much excitement going on. <laughs> there were chances. It was a much better game than the one against Hartlepool in the first half. Uh, yeah. I was thinking the same at uh, 60 minutes in the game. <laughs> Can't be another nil-nil. Yeah. Yeah. We and scored then... and it looked all right, but... <laughs> Then, yeah, well, I, I thought I thought when we scored, we were going to get away with it. I thought we, we, we were getting lucky. Um, I didn't think I wasn't 100% sure we did enough for a win. I know a lot of people were talking about we had a lot of good chances, but we didn't actually have a lot, we didn't trouble their keeper that much. Um, and even the cross for, for the goal was quite lucky because Enzio put a ball in which nothing came of it, but it came back to him again. And he then yeah. managed to put another ball in, which was a great ball for Josh to get onto the end of. Um, and then, as bad as the referee was throughout the whole game, and he was very fussy for both teams, but he was very fussy. But the big, big decision, it seems that everyone was criticising and moaning, but he actually looks like he got that one absolutely spot on um, because no one saw it um, except um, the assistant referee. But... Matt has come out with quite clearly um, Donovan said, yep, I did kick him, um, yeah. which is just really he didn't odd. protest either when he was shown the red. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely something going on with the 42 because he was, he wasn't a small bloke, but he was on the floor all the time. And uh, he, I think he was winding everyone up a little bit. Well, everybody does in football a little bit of cheating. We don't have to be Italians at it, but we still have to do. And you remember uh, the, the moment at Swindon when uh, first uh, Bugil is hit by one of their defenders and then yeah. he hits back. 
the referee didn't saw the first part, comes and gives only a yellow card, which we're lucky for that, to Bugil. Bugil yeah. understood his lesson from here, and when he was uh, pushed by the keeper, now he uh, fell down and exaggerated, hoping to get the red card from the keeper. Yeah, no. Come. Yeah. We, we should learn from this. We should be a little bit smarter rather than... <laughs> Back yeah. Get, get yeah, I mean, I, I did have to listen to um, to Matt's interview again because I was laughing because um, it was uh, definitely like a parent talking to a child and it was like, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's going to hurt even more than him being shouted at and screamed at. Um, but yeah, I, that's why I was wondering whether Kendall's going to come in as, as a like-for-like -like, um, replacement for Wilson. But also we've got Tope is, is, is in training again. Um, I think he sees Killian more as, a, as an Omar replacement than necessarily playing off Omar. But, but who knows? Killian and Omar could be the dream team. Yeah. I think we had a game last year in spring when uh, Bugil and Bennett played together. They did. I think that was more through necessity than, than choices. I don't think we had many other options at that point. Um, but yeah, I, Matt does like his big and little and to run off. Um, but we'll see, as you say, Matt's the one that sees sees it all going on in training. And striker is probably the only position on the pitch where we've got such a wide, wide selection of, of people that can come in. So it's it's not the end of the world. And as a couple of people have said, maybe Wilson, a little spell on the sidelines, might actually do him good um, for when he does get back in. Yeah, he had quite a bad run. He, yeah. he has zero zero goals, had a few good passes, good assists, yeah. but he has zero goals in 10 games and with like five chances uh, along with the keeper. Yeah, so he's, he's had a few assists. Um, there's been a few one-on-ones in the last few matches where a year ago, two years ago, would have absolutely yeah. finished them. Um, I think there's a confidence thing where he's, he's trying to decide what to do and a couple of them where he used to just absolutely blast it he he would have scored but now he's thinking about it a little bit much and maybe is, is making mistakes maybe he needs to go back to the instinctive um just sticking his big toe out and hoping it, it bobbles in somehow um but overall it's another one of those games where it's just the ball wasn't dropping for us there were so many occasions where it was just millimeters out from where we wanted it to be um and it was another one as unlucky games which we've got to stop this run at some point of unlucky games yeah i was looking you know uh, we're missing something i don't know to, to explain what but we're missing something from, compared to last uh, same period in last year last year uh, i think the first game after all which was uh, another frustrating moment after that, the next game that we were turned around after going up 1-0 was at Orient, at that 4-1. So it yeah. was a good run of about 10 games in which we were never turned when we go up. Now yeah. we have all been overturned like four or five times, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, their the second goal, when I watched it back, the first goal was obviously a good goal. We kept the, the strikers really quiet, but the sending off, whilst it doesn't necessarily change the game in the fact that it's a striker, it does lift the other team a little bit and it gives them just that little bit of um, momentum or a little bit of, of, of confidence boost. But the second goal, again, was 
Louis Louis cleared it, but it deflected. Oh no, it deflected off Louis into the straight into yeah. their striker's path. And yeah. again, that's what I mean about things just being slightly off. If it had gone a couple of inches yeah. the other way, it would have been no good. We make small mistakes. I want to come to the first goal because I watched it. I discovered the slow motion function on YouTube and I oh, like to analyze <laughs> that was to see them in slow motion. So there's a moment before the goal, their um, winger is at the midfield with Eastmond. He runs, he, he does this very smart play here. He, he runs towards Kizzy in uh, near the uh, edge of the field. And at that moment, you can see Kizzy and uh, Ismond exchanging glances and probably even words. He's yours now, you know. Yeah. And Kizzy, Kizzy uh, nods that he's he's got him, but he doesn't got him for yeah. for a split second. He runs. The the winger realizes this uh, exchange of guards, yeah, and he runs behind Kizzy and he gains two meters, gets the ball, and he has two meters of advantage and enters freely uh, in the area which allows him to look, to pass, to, to, to make a good cross. So this is why, where the, the, the goal started. And this is a mistake, a small mistake, but we're making a bit too many this year. Yeah, yeah we're getting, not found out, but we're getting punished for these mistakes. I mean, it's often said that these things even themselves out over a season, which means that we're about to go on a very good run and have a lot of good luck going in in our direction for the next few but weeks. You had your best player uh, lost in the first half of the first game. Yeah. After after yeah. losing uh, Wembley like we lost it, after being the first under the line for the playoffs. That's a bit yeah. of a lot of bad luck. I don't know, maybe we're paying for the, the <laughs> two good seasons before. Maybe. I, I still expect that turn of luck to come, but it's not yeah. there yet. No, but... As we said, there was lots of people that left at 2-1, which, again, I, I, I'm never really sure about. Um, but we, again, as I said earlier, we had that chance. So we carved out that chance. Killian, last minute or 90 seconds, um, the keeper made a great save. Um, he was absolutely <sighs> fantastic. If you look at the moment again on the highlights, he was alone between seven players of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he still manages to get away with the ball and to shoot. He was yeah. absolutely fantastic at that one. Yeah, and they, yeah, well, <laughs> the keeper made that great save, and it's like, oh, it's, it's never going to go away. But the chances come, so that's why I'm like, I don't understand why we're we leaving early. Um, I wasn't just, leaving. I left no. my place at two one, and <laughs> all around the, I was at the Tardis Terrace and move all around just in front of you. No, ah, well, yeah. Of the, yeah, I have <laughs> seen that moment from there. Yeah, uh, there's a superstition that I have uh, uh, from long time ago as a supporter. If things don't go right, change your place. In the... well, the, the, this is what I was going to say. Is I actually, I was, I didn't get there as early as normal today at this time because I didn't go into the fan zone. I got inside at the right time, but as I was walking through the Collingwood Park, I thought. I could just nip into these gates. I don't need to walk around to gate number one. And just as I got to the gates, it's just like, no, 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 I need to walk all the way around to gate number one. Um, so now at least I can say, right, I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> I, can, I can stop with that nonsense. I'll, I'll try something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I think we're 
13th now so we just slipped into the bottom half of the table um just about in at sort of the what the quarter well not even quarter way stage yet so we've got things are going well they're not going as well as last as last season or the hopes that we had for this season um but it's not the end of the world there's a lot of teams that would quite happily swap for our position um some teams are getting really really desperate and one of them we will come on to in a second um but before we do just a quick shout out to the women's team who today were at salt dean and they 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 did win away so darcy I, there's no video to this so we we do have to take ahmed's word for it but there's no reason for ahmed to <laughs> to tell us yeah. a story but um darcy scored a great goal to put us one nil up they then got back to 1-1 at halftime. They then took the lead for 2-1. Then Liv scored a great goal to make it 2-2. And then Lily, who um, is younger than my eldest, and it's a bit of a moment for me because she's the first player I can think of that's younger than one of my kids scoring a goal. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I don't like her like that. Apparently, she scored an even, another great goal. So three great goals, three points on the road season thank god is sort of up and running for, for the ladies team um they're in the fa cup this week look out for where it is because i've got a bit of mixed um message on that because the fa's website said it's in nutfield and then the our website says it's in dorking so i think we need to kind of just clarify exactly where it is but hopefully next week fa cup on sunday um wherever it is if we could get some people down i'm sure um they'll really really appreciate it especially as the season's now up and running congratulations ladies and um hopefully we'll see you next week thank you for taking the time to listen to such united talk time on podcast the sutton podcast if you are new to the show hello and you are very welcome hope you enjoy what we do it's a very simple format we get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone and then we preview the next game coming up we are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen rate and review if you find that we're not on your preferred platform please let me know and i'll sort that for you if anyone would like to support the podcast you can find out how with more information on the website which is www.suttonpodcast.com and there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well please find us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok with the username at sutton podcast every like follow and share is really appreciated hope you enjoy the rest of the show thank you on to one of those struggling teams <laughs> um earlier on and it's not going to be seen on the on the live uh chat but earlier on i spoke to matt from gills in the blood podcast and here he is joining me now is matt from gills in the blood tv um matt is going to be slightly different from the last time i had a matt on the show who was late in orient and he was very smug um this matt you're not going to be so smug are you matt <laughs> how are you not even a little bit unfortunately <laughs> no um you'd have just obviously it's only going out as an audio but if this was a video you'd have just seen the face that i pulled um <laughs> no nothing to be smug about unfortunately um no. it's been a very poor start to the season and that's yeah. been generous yeah well there are a couple of positives i've dug up for you i'll i'll, I'll try for you um but before we, we get into that um what I'd like to do is just um, sort of introduce yourself a little bit, um, tell us a bit about yourself, a bit about the podcast, um, essentially, who are you? Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've um, been running the YouTube channel now for five and a half years. 
started February 2017. Um, it's evolved, it's grown, it's changed. Um, but essentially, we do three regular shows. We do a match preview show, uh, which we record generally on a Wednesday night that goes out on a Thursday. Um, we do a match day live, which is a vlog of the game, self-explanatory. Um, and then we do a Monday review show, which I record with another Jules YouTuber, uh, German Jules, who gets to watch all the games um, sort of on iFollow because he lives in Germany. So it just gives a couple of different perspectives. Obviously, us seeing it in the stadium is different to what you see on the screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've got a couple of other series that we do from time to time. Jules and the Blood Chats too, which is, you know, essentially interviewing um, club legends, ex-players. Um, and we do a My Jules, which is with fans. We've got a series of questions, you know, sort of how long you've been supporting the generic ones and then like fantasy six aside team. So, yeah, five and a half years. It's People are still willing to listen and watch, which is <laughs> I take as a good sign. Um, yeah. And all the while people want to do that, I'll, I'll keep doing it as, as much as I can. But yeah, it's um, it's not been great fun for the best part of probably 14 months now, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, I kind of, I had you, I don't know why, but I had you pegged as, um, I thought you were going to do all right this season, to be honest. Um, so did I. <laughs> it might have been watching, looking at your tweets over the summer, making me think, oh, they'll be all right. Um, <laughs> but so... I usually ask at this point, is there any highs and lows of the season? <laughs> um, so... We scored against Rochdale and Grimsby. There you go. There's the yeah. highs. Well, you're also into the third round of the of the, of the League Cup. Yeah, but even that's gone wrong for me because <laughs> I didn't realise that due to a Winter World Cup, they've moved the third round to November and I'm in Edinburgh, so I can't go to Brentford. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Oh, God, I, I really tried. <laughs> I dug around for a positive. It's fine, it's fine. Really it's not just me. I was the only one that wanted someone like, I don't know... Hartlepool at home or something in the third <laughs> round. I don't know if they were still in the competition, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. so I was the only one that was disappointed we got Premier League team at once. But <laughs> fingers crossed we can go out there and put on a show. Yeah, I, I, hopefully. And um, it's the kind of thing that can kind of spark a season for you, hopefully. Um, well, hopefully what, we've what, done something before then, because that's two months yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what are we... What are our new expectations for the season? What are we hoping for? Are we going to... Are we coming out of this slump? What... what, what what do you see as, as going to be happening for the rest of the year? Uh, I, like you, start of the season was, was pretty optimistic. I didn't think we'd, you know, I'm not saying we was going to come down and, and romp the league or anything like that. I understand that League 2 is a little bit different to League 1 and you have to probably stand up to the physicality and that side of the game more. And um, But I certainly didn't have us fifth bottom after 10 games. I certainly didn't have us averaging a goal every five games and, and being on track for nine and a half over the entire league campaign. Um, but such is life. Um, that's the that's the hand we've been dealt at the moment as a supporter base, but we've just got to get better and quickly. I don't want to, you know, look too far ahead at the moment. I think we can only take it one game at a time. And, you know, if we go and get something against Sutton next week, we've started okay. If we beat them, it's, you know, everyone is a bit happy and a bit more chipper going to work on a Monday. But the trouble is we don't look like scoring. We're not scoring and we don't look like scoring. That's the trouble. I think aside from the Grimsby game and the Rochdale game that I've seen, where we created plenty. If it had been three or four nil against Rochdale, no one would have batted an eyelid and we probably should have beaten Grimsby. We had two harshly ruled out. Um, we look very predictable, very pedestrian. I don't know. Is it too early to be saying that staying up is is essentially the aim at the moment? Because, you know, there's talk of us doing a South End mm-hmm. um, and that type of thing. And, and the chairman's gone AWOL and left it in to someone else. Who's you know he's come in and we beat Rochdale and we beat Wimbledon in the cup and he was probably thinking after four days you know this is a piece of piss this job. <laughs> um, I think we scored once since then. Yeah. Um, and that honeymoon period is very much over and we. 
there's not been many games where we've been, you know, been bullied and, and outplayed. Mansfield last weekend, we were very poor and, and Tranmere, you know, just, just done a job on us. But we've been in games. But when you're not good enough in both boxes, then ultimately you're going to struggle. And, and we're not conceding loads. But like I said, when you've scored two in 10, it's going to cause you a problem. Yeah, because you you were um, you had high hopes of getting um, our our lone squatting player who's with us for three years, Isaac, um, at the start of the season. You were hoping to get him in from Millwall. Yeah, there was obviously there was there was talk going around, obviously because of the Neil Harris Millwall link. Um, mm-hmm. But I was one that was sort of saying, is he going to drop to League Two? Surely Sutton, and, you know, would be in a prime position to to have him back if he was going to go League Two. Um, but my thinking was was generally that that he'd probably go League One if he was going to be sent mm-hmm. out on loan because he'd scored 15 goals or so in the National League for you and then he'd got nine or ten last season at League Two level. So the natural progression was to step up another division. But anyone that could score a goal, I'd take at the moment. You know, yeah, someone's no, we, mum, we... I don't mind anyone. <laughs> we, we, were, we were a bit confused yeah. on that because, um, as I say, we, we... it's an odd one because we've had him on loan for like three seasons, mm-hmm. um, which is just really bizarre for a loan player. And then we knew we weren't going to get him back. And then it was all like, um, there was a lot of talk that he was going to join Gillingham. We were like, well, surely he's not going to come back to a, another League Two. He's got to go no, to that was, League that One. that was what made it odd um, for me as the link. If he was going to go League Two, surely Sutton would have been, you know, prime candidates having yeah. had him for two or three seasons previously. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to claim that he's actually ours if we've had him for three years. Surely he's like, you live in a house for three years, it's surely yours. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's our player. Um, but who. who Who's our danger man? Who should we be looking out for? Is it anyone or are we? do we just have to roll up? Um, I'd hope that you don't just have to roll <laughs> up. Um, but Mansfield essentially did that last week in our last home game and, and we just gave them the game in the first period. And Neil Harris coming. I think Neil Harris, that's probably the first time I've questioned Harris. He got the system wrong. He played a back three. We had a winger playing as a wing back and it just didn't work and we invited pressure. Um, so hopefully, I mean, we got a modicum of a reaction away to Hartlepool, the team with the worst defensive record in the league. Um, but we were hanging on, and and that's where we are, um, hanging on. A side that's not won at home since February is a sad indictment of, of where we are as a football club and a football team. But um, you know, with some home support and a full week on the training ground that will be better, we'll have Elkan Baggett back from international duty, but he's a defender. We need goal scorers. Benjamin's oh, tough, unfortunately, <laughs> when we look so blunt. I'd have said if you'd asked me in pre-season, I said Jordan Green, he looked a really good, a really good bit of business, had, had been up the pyramid and then sort of dropped out of out of the game professionally because he'd fell out of love with it. Um but he's 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 barely touched the ball in the last two substitute appearances. Mika Mandron's our top scorer, so I suppose I have to say him, but he's got two. Um but he's not been at it. Um I almost weirdly think that he's, he's probably suited to League One and that sounds stupid with a player mm. that's a goal scorer that's not scoring goals. But I think in League One, uh, we had him previously and he scored 24 goals in two seasons with, with with Crew Alexander. You get a little bit more time. It's a little bit more refined. You know, there's still teams in mm. there and defenders that want to kick you up in the air. I get that. And I'm not saying that League Two is a poor league, but I just think he's not dealing with that physical side that, that you get with the majority of League Two centre-backs. I think he's a bit more used to being able to bring it into his feet and I think, dare I say it, we need almost like an old-school League Two battering ram type target, man. Um, but obviously, if we want to do that now, we're shopping in the free agent market. And yeah. like Neil Harris so, keeps saying, they're free agents for a reason. If they're free agent in, in coming into October, there's, there's, there's a reason. Yeah. That. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I do hope the season gets a bit better for you, but 
Um, <laughs> on to the important question, um, and this is the one I'm sure you're going to roll your eyes at. Um, here it comes. A very important question for our Sutton fans this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, <laughs> probably the, the cricketers, I'd say. The cricketers? Which oh, is um, about five-minute walk from the ground. Excellent. Uh, Big, big bar area, big garden. So, yeah, you'd be able to get a drink in there, something to eat. There's plenty around the grounds, though. If you're coming off the train station, there's plenty in Gillingham High Street as well. So you'll have options for liquid refreshment, I'm sure, of it. And there's, you know, all the usual fast food establishments as well for a dirty burger and some cold chips. Lovely, because they do try to get up there. Well, a lot of them try and get up there for opening time. So they make a nice day of it if there's lots and lots of places for them to drink. Whereas they tend to get there as late as possible and leave people <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for your time. It's been wonderful. Try and enjoy your rest of your Sunday. I know, I know it's going to be a struggle, but <laughs> well, luckily I've already called in my Monday review. I did it yesterday to try and ease the pain a little bit. So this was just looking forward to the next defeat. I mean, performance. Sorry, there might be a Columbo or something on telly that you can watch that will cheer you up. I think my go-to is gold, and it'll just be only falls and also in the background <laughs> as, I, as I drift off to somewhere nice where we score goals. Excellent. Cheers, Matt. Thanks for your time. Take it's been care. a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, mate. Tell Cheers. Bye. So that was a thoroughly dejected Matt. So back to the interview with Gabriel. What are your thoughts and hopes for next week? Because Gillingham have been struggling. I think they've scored, he said, two goals in 10 games. Um, what are you hoping for next week well, at Gillingham? Definitely, as we just lost our home record, we should uh, also do something about our away record and change it as well. So I was yeah. hoping that the away record will fall first. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, um, it should fall, yeah. Yeah, hope. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, Gillingham, they've broken the stats because someone produced some stats about the team's XGs, and I don't really understand all that, but um, all the teams are down here in Gillingham are like the worst ever, and there's a huge gap between everyone um, and them. So they, they didn't have the worst start, but they just seem to have just absolutely dive-bombed, and he, he was just saying you just can't even see where a goal is coming from. Um so are you going to go out on a limb and say what you think might happen or is it still we're going to hope for what's going to happen next week? No, just hope. I, I only seen Gillingham in the last minutes of the relegation game when they, I think they needed a goal uh, change uh, to avoid relegation and instead there was the other team that scored against them Yeah, in the last minutes. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping we can we can pile on the punishment and um, start our own little run from Saturday. As you say, the home record's gone, so now we can just start this, this go with like a, a new unbeaten run, home and away. Um, yeah, we're, we're in the mid uh, middle of the table and uh, we seem that we need very little to climb up. It's only a few points that we so easily dropped at Doncaster yesterday. That we could easily have had five, six more points. But on the other hand, we are also with a limited now. Now we we have a little too little on the bench. Okay, there are a couple of uh, important players that are uh, injured, but still it feels like 
on the bench we are thinner than last year. So I think if we accumulate a couple of more injuries, we can also go the other way, not necessarily in the relegation battle, but in the bottom, bottom half. Yeah. yeah, the season could kind of come to an end pretty soon. Um, okay, well, I did forget, but I've got it now. Um, just want to ask you for your nominations for yesterday for Player of the Day. Um, so I'm just going to do my lovely little sound clip if it lets me do it. Now watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. day, day. Well, this should have been done yeah. minutes ago. Um, who, who do you think for the player of the day yesterday? As I, I before the, the podcast, uh, it's a hard one. For example, I wouldn't have put Neville uh, for the goal. Uh, I thought that it was one of the most uh, discreet games that he had lately. Yeah. Didn't create much. Yeah. Um, I still feel that we have the best uh, wingers, the best couple of wingers with him and Randall in the whole league. They, mm -hmm. they are our strength. They are our main strength. They, they are our best weapon. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, for... Uh, so, is it mine or I, yours? So, I I thought John Barden actually had a great game, especially as he's playing at left back, and he's done something in the second half yesterday that we didn't necessarily see so much from John Barden is where he was running forward, going on the overlap and breaking into the box. Um, so I don't know if we've seen that too much from John. Over second the half, yes, uh, in the first half he was. Uh passed at two of their chances but in the second half he played great with Boldevai. Yeah. I'm wondering if he goes on that overlap in the second half because Matt's not shouting in his ear to stay back um, so <laughs> maybe he felt Matt couldn't see him <laughs> he's just running forward so he wasn't getting in trouble um, see we've got Josh for the goal John Barden who else do you feel? I don't know I like Bugil's effort every game he, he puts there all that he, he's got. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's hard because you would think Kwasi seems to be more attracted to the goal mm -hmm. uh, than him. But it's hard to say replace Bugil with, with Kwasi because Kwasi shows his 19 years still. Yeah, he has no. moments when he disappears from the game. Yeah, no, Omar definitely is one of the names I had written down as well. Yes. You, you, we struggled to get a full 90 from him, but you could definitely tell when he'd left the pitch. And um, I can't actually remember what the score was at the time, but his presence was, yeah, yeah, his presence was definitely missing at that point. But again, he's just he gives everything for the 70, 80 yeah. minutes he's on. So, um, and just just one more. I've, I, again, I've got a name, but who who do you feel? I wouldn't put John because. I blame him, even if it's too bad yeah. deflections, I still blame him for the the goals. Yeah, He had a fantastic I mean, intervention at Neil Neil uh, at the beginning of the first uh, half. He had a fantastic yeah. moment when he blocked the shots. He, he did have a, sec a good block in the second half as well, but then he admitted on the, on the, on the uh, interview afterwards the only reason he needed to do the block was because he'd made a mistake yeah, that's in the true. building up to it. So he, yeah. he got himself out of trouble. The, the other name I was going to put was um, again he was he was everywhere yesterday and I know I know you like him because you put him in the chat uh, various other weeks. He's Eastie. Um, yeah. He wasn't 
he wasn't his absolute best, but he was he, he was there. He's always there, as just as Bugil. Yeah, he always plays at eighty percent, ninety percent. He doesn't go lower. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so I'll put them out on the nominations and we'll see what other, other people think. Um, but that's about it, really. Um, we're looking forward to a, a week, oh, a midweek off. Um, I do have an episode coming out with the XU's views and a player who used to play for us called Damien Scannell. And if that will be released on Wednesday to everyone, it is on patron if you are on one of the membership tiers if you wanted to have it early but it will be released on wednesday other than that we will be back again next sunday time to be decided because as i said the ladies team are either at dorking or nutfield and i've got to work out how to get there and back um but i will i will work that out at some point um thank you very much for your time thank you to matt you're more than welcome and thank you to matt for earlier on as well um Hopefully something happens not on Saturday, any other day after after we play them. But hopefully something happens to cheer him up a bit. Um, but thanks for all for listening, and we will see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.